Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast, the show for women who want to develop a kinder relationship with their body so you can feel healthy, happy, and confident without restricting food, doing torturous exercise, or constantly worrying about the number on the scale. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, size inclusive fitness specialist and certified non diet health and life coach specializing in body image. This podcast is here to provide weight neutral, health at every size aligned information and coaching on sustainable habits and mindset shifts so you can feel your very best in the body you have right now. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Joyful Movement Show. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, certified personal trainer and registered holistic nutritionist. And this is episode 66. And today we're talking all about how to create a game you can win. And for today's episode, I'm taking you inside a free challenge that I just wrapped up inside my Facebook group that was called Show Me the Motivation. And over those five days, we talked about all of the different things that get in the way of us feeling motivated to move our bodies and keep us stuck on this start-stop cycle with exercise. In my decade of working as a personal trainer, I have observed this pattern over and over again in the women that I work with and even in myself, to tell you the truth. And I'll explain inside today's episode what I mean by the start-stop cycle. But it seems to me that at the end of the day, what we really all want is a consistent, sustainable, enjoyable movement practice that moves us in the direction that we want to go. And yet we're stuck in this cycle of all or nothing, these short, sporadic bursts of intensity followed by absolute sedentary behavior. And that gets us nowhere towards our fitness goals. Here's the thing. I am on a mission to help all women experience the amazing benefits that come from having a regular, sustainable, enjoyable movement practice. Those things like improved mobility, better strength, reduced joint pain, improved cardiovascular functioning, better mood, better sleep at night, reduced stress, more flexibility, more energy, more stamina to get through your day. These are the things that we are really all looking for and the all or nothing, no pain, no gain mentality that we're fed from fitness culture really leaves us unable to experience that. So I addressed that inside this this free training. It was day three of this five-day um, workshop. And we really dialed in on What's at play behind this all or nothing thinking? And how can we interrupt that pattern and create a game we can win? How can we lower the bar so that we can feel successful instead of like a failure? Because if we feel successful, we're a whole lot more likely to keep going. So I won't ramble on too much longer. I'll take you inside the training. Um, there's some great feedback from some of the participants at the end where they shared examples of how all or nothing thinking or the messaging that they've received from fitness culture has impacted them. And then there was some back and forth coaching and sharing between participants that's really um, valuable and will allow you to see how 
how this stuff shows up in real life and how it might apply to your life. So I hope that you enjoy. And as always, I hope that what you hear here gets you thinking about things in a different way, because that's really what it's all about. Today is all about creating a game you can win. So getting out of the all or nothing mindset that so commonly accompanies having or trying to get active um, in the fitness industry, I've noticed a lot of all or nothing thinking, and I think it's really not helpful um, and is a key contributor to staying on the start stop cycle. So let's review what we've done so far this week. We're at the midway point of this challenge. So halfway there, uh, we've covered some great stuff and we've got some great stuff yet to come. Um, I'd like to say the best is yet to come over the next couple of days. So back on Monday, we talked about what works to create motivation and that most of us get it all backwards when we're trying to create motivation, right? We think that by using willpower or having a reward of some sort or seeing a positive result will cause us to feel motivated or trying a new thing or whatever the case may be. We tried doing something different in hopes that we will feel different about exercise, but we learned that we've got to go upstream and look at our thoughts about exercise and what we think about our reason why for doing it. Um, so we talked about how liking the activity and feeling like we're good at it, feeling successful and accomplished. Those are uh, good thoughts to have that help to create the feeling of motivation. And when we're part of a truly supportive community that um, has our back, cheers us on, where there's no competition or guilt or shame, that's helpful for motivation. And a big one is having choices or a sense of autonomy over our body, knowing that we are in control of what we do and how we do it. And we don't feel like we have to do things a certain way to gain approval of others or for it to be right. And then that fourth thing that we talked about is when we see an improvement in our health or our functional fitness, um, that that's also very motivating, right? When we can see that there's a benefit to the movement beyond the scale, then that helps feed that desire to keep going. And again, we talked about how focusing on weight loss or body shaping as your main why for movement is the number one motivation killer. Why? Because it's rooted in a feeling of not good enough, right? The desire to lose weight is often rooted in a deep-seated belief that we're not good enough as we are. And when that's our belief, it doesn't seem to matter how much weight we lose or how much we enjoy the activity or what other benefits we're experiencing. If we've got this belief that we're not good enough as we are, it doesn't matter what we achieve. We're always going to find ourselves stuck. You never find your worthiness in a smaller body that's an inside job. All right. So you'll also remember that back on day one, we talked about the start stop cycle, right? We explained how we seem to have this pattern of behavior when it comes to fitness, where we start off with the desire to get more active for whatever reason that might be. We feel like we should be moving more. So we begin, right? And we do everything that we can to set ourselves up for success. We invest in the program. We recruit a workout buddy or hire the personal trainer to hold us accountable. We make sure we schedule everything in our, our book so that there's no possible way that we can't fit it in. We try everything we can to set ourselves up for success. And yet 
somewhere in between number two and number three, life happens, right? Whether that is we don't have the time we thought we we would have to devote to our movement practice. Maybe we can't fit those hour long workouts in five days a week, or we're feeling sore. And so we give ourselves a little extra time between workouts, but then the next time we come back at it, we're sore again. And we never get off this cycle of always feeling sore and tired. Um, or maybe just something happens and we have to take a break. And then we feel like it's going to be so hard to resume, right? Because we, we, realize how much work it was to get ourselves going in the first place. So willpower starts to dwindle and the motivation fades fast. And then we start reverting to old habits where we maybe begin skipping sessions or making excuses. And eventually it just seems like such an unsurmountable feat to get where we wanted to go and to recommit to the program. So we just quit. That's the all or nothing thing. We're just out of it. And we stop. But that's usually accompanied by feelings of guilt and shame and like, I'm a failure. I'm so lazy. I'm never going to get where I want to go. All that kind of negative self-talk. And that's often what drives starting the cycle over again is the negative self-talk. Like, I really need to be doing this because I'm never going to get anywhere without it. And then we go around and around and around. So I want to talk today about what happens between number two and three. That spot where we are all in, we're so committed and everything's going along great. And in between where life happens and motivation starts to fade. So that's the part where I want to kind of focus our attentions on today. So if you're, if you're joining me live, um, and you have any ideas about what's contributing to this pattern, what do you think happens in that spot? Why do you think it becomes so hard to stay on track with your well-set plan? What gets in your way of staying committed to what you wanted to do when you started out? And you can drop those in the chat box or you can um, put that in the comments when you're watching the replay too. What happens that gets you off track. Here's some examples. Well, I listed some of those as we were talking about the start stop cycle, but this is what I kind of see is like, um, it becomes really hard to fit it in, right? Like we sent, tend to set the bar really high. And we think that like fitness culture tells us that you've got to be working out for an hour, five days a week, or it's not worth it, or you're not going to get results. So we plan for that. Um, but that's not really sustainable for a lot of people. It's not accessible to a lot of people. So you end up skipping sessions or maybe you're tired or, and you like plan to work out early in the morning and you wake up and you're like, I'm just so tired, but I'll get to it at the end of my day. And then the day goes off the rails and it's busy and it's crazy and you can't get around to the workout. So you skip it for that day thinking I'll get to it Tuesday and then Tuesday happens and then Wednesday happens. And before you know it, it's Friday and you think, well, I'll just start all over again on Monday. Right? So this is kind of the pattern that I see where we end up on this all or nothing way of being. So I'm curious to know if that sounds familiar to you or if you have um, other examples of how that shows up in your life. So what I believe is happening here is that Despite our best efforts to set ourselves up for success, 
we're actually creating so much rigidity and so much structure that there's just no room for life to happen. We set the bar so high that we can't possibly attain it consistently. Consistently, And it's this perfectionistic thinking that leads us to think that anything short of perfection or so-called success is failure. It's like it's perfect or it's crap. And as such, we think that if we miss the mark today or even this whole week, then we've blown the whole thing and all that hard work that we put in is for nothing. And it's going to be so hard to start all over again. So we just give up. Sound familiar? And I think that fitness culture really feeds this with a lot of the motivational sayings that are supposed to be motivating, but are really anything but. Here's some examples. Some things such as like, if you're not working out for an hour, it's not enough or it wasn't worth it. If you didn't sweat or feel sore, it wasn't good enough. You got to be consistent. You got to show up every day. You know, that whole never miss a Monday kind of thing. Um, Walking isn't exercise doesn't count. Like how many times have we heard that? Stretching isn't enough, right? And if I don't give it my all, I'll never make progress. Hey friend, just a quick interruption here to let you know that enrollment is now open for my signature program, Discover Joyful Movement. This is my 12-week movement plus mindset program, the only one of its kind that teaches you both the how-to part of exercise and the why part. And this is important because in order to get lasting change, in order to feel intrinsically motivated and get off that start-stop cycle, you need to look at and challenge your thoughts and feelings about exercise, weight, and yourself. Movement is for all bodies, and it is possible to enjoy movement and to want to exercise. You don't have to rely on willpower, and you don't need someone to yell at you. If you're ready for sustainable, consistent movement that feels good, then visit my website, www.radiantvitality.ca slash discoverjoyfulmovement and fill out an application. I'd love to help you find what moves you. How we think about exercise shapes how we feel. Once again, it all comes back to mindset. So these are the thoughts that we are playing in our mind about what exercise is supposed to look like. It's going to shape how we feel. And the thing is, all or nothing and perfectionist type thinking, it's rooted in that lack-based mindset that we talked about with our goal setting. It's rooted in that not good enough voice that we're, we feel inadequate and thinking we need to fix ourselves. It's a negative frame of mind. And if we think negative thoughts about exercise or ourselves, it's going to be really hard to have a positive feeling like motivation. Does that make sense? And this is in your workbook. You can fill in some of the blanks um, and there'll be another opportunity to do that as well. But just pause for a moment and say these things in your head. Say some of these things that are on that slide in your mind. And how do you feel? How do you feel in your emotions, in your body when you think those types of thoughts? Do you feel motivated? Or do you feel inadequate and pressured and um, like it's impossible to measure up? How does it make you want to behave when you feel that way? Does it make you want to hit the gym? And if it does, is it from an, from an inspired point of view or is it from a guilt point of view? 
And where does it end you up? Where does this type of thinking, this all or nothing perfectionist thinking, where does that end you up? I venture to say on the start stop cycle still, right? And that's why we're all here because we keep going on and around and around and around it. So how then do we create a more positive mindset? How do we move out of all or nothing thinking, out of perfectionism, that lack-based thinking, and into abundance, love-based thinking? Because that's what's going to really motivate us. We've got to approach movement from a place of self-care, self-love. So how we do this is we employ self-compassion is my favorite tool. We need self-compassion and we need to recommit to our deeper why, what we talked about yesterday in our real life goals. What is your deeper why for movement? And then rather than set the bar unattainably high, we create a game we can win. So we set ourselves up for success, truly set ourselves up for success by acknowledging that we don't have to be perfect to make progress. We can remind ourselves that movement is one way to care for our body and we can focus on how we feel rather than how we look. And we do that using a tool called the minimum baseline that helps us stay in this positive mindset and moving in a forward direction. So minimum baseline is the tool I'm going to teach you today and it is a great defense against all or nothing thinking. The minimum baseline is basically the cure for perfectionistic tendencies where fitness culture that's very much rooted in perfectionism tells you that you need to do everything all at once and perfectly. The minimum baseline, on the other hand, tells you that you can choose one thing at a time and do it consistently until it feels easy and then add on as you feel ready. And that's a fill in the blank in your book. So the minimum baseline tells you that you can choose one thing at a time, do it consistently until it feels easy, and then add on as you feel ready. So instead of this thinking like, I've got to work out for an hour every day with weights, including cardio and doing some stretching and like just creating this huge monster that's full of shoulds and rules and a bar that's set so high, that's that's pretty unrealistic for most people, even myself. And I work in the fitness industry. Like I don't even do that. And really it's setting you up to fail. So instead of that, try committing to some form of movement, the minimum that you think you can realistically commit to with the time, energy, and resources that you have that still moves you in the direction that you want to go. So say you're goal is to get stronger. Well, instead of going to the gym and lifting weights for an hour, five days a week, could you commit to some form of strength training three days a week, even if it's only for 10 minutes or even just getting some movement in every day, maybe fitting movement into the pockets of your life, like taking a stretch break at work or going for a quick walk on your lunch break parking a little further away from the door and having to walk in, Um, doing some squats in your kitchen while you cook, or doing some dance parties with your kids in the morning before school. Is there any way that you can fit little doses of movement into your day, into what you're already doing so that it doesn't feel like this big, huge monster that you've got to try and make time for? 
um, I was talking in the Facebook group. I pulled, I pulled you folks before the challenge started and somebody mentioned, um, just the barrier of having to, to change clothes and go to the gym was enough to cause her to, to not follow through on, on her plans. Right. So if that's the barrier of changing your clothes and having to go to the gym is a barrier, what can you do in the clothes that you're already wearing? Right. So think in the terms of minimums, because it's a lot more easy to feel successful if we have a low hanging fruit, right? As opposed to something that's way up here. So here's what you need to know. And these are some blanks that are in your workbook as well. So there is no one size fits all approach to fitness. There really isn't. There is no one right way to do things. And I'm going to say this again on Friday. It's my belief that all humans need movement. We were created to move, but we don't need exercise. Exercise is a made up phenomenon in the last 70, 80 years. So there is no one right way to do things as much as the fitness industry would like you to believe that there is. The truth is any movement is beneficial and all movement counts. That can even be clean in your bathroom. <laughs> Consistent daily action is far more helpful than sporadic bursts of intensity followed by being sedentary. We really don't get anywhere by going in spits and spurts. The best exercise is the one that you love to do and that you do do. So choose to write your own rules, ones that you feel like you can actually follow. In other words, create a game you can win. And that way on those days when you're sore or you're sick or life happens and you can't fit in your regularly scheduled workout, you can ask yourself, what can I do today with the time, energy, and resources that I have that still moves me in the direction of achieving my goal of whatever that might be, right? Improving my mobility, getting stronger, being able to get up and down the stairs or up and down off the floor. What is the minimum I can do today with the time and energy I have that still moves me closer in that direction? So I'm curious, what comes up for you when we, when we put it that way? How do you feel when you ask yourself that question? Like, what can I realistically do with the time, energy, and resources I have today that still moves me in the direction I want to go? How does that feel? And what becomes available to you when you think that way? Where do you think you might end up if you used the minimum baseline instead of all or nothing thinking? And there's some reflection questions that go along with this in your workbook too that you can dig into to kind of um, get into this way of thinking that rather than it has to be perfect and it has to be everything all at once, how can I look at this a little bit differently and in a way that's supportive of me and moves me in the direction that I want to go without feeling overbearing. Oh, and I meant to talk about this um, at the beginning of today's presentation. Um, I loved the real life goals that were shared yesterday in the group. I also noticed there were only a few. And if you're struggling to set your real life goal, know that you're so normal. It's, it's very, very common to have your brain come up with resistance around this because it's a brand new way to set goals. And nobody's probably ever taught you to set goals from a place of um, abundance rather than trying to fix yourself. So, and fitness is so centered around losing weight and shaping your body that it can be hard to even 
think beyond that. So if you're struggling to think about what your real life goal might be, just come back to what do I think that losing weight will help me with? And then set that, just simply set that as your real life goal. Whatever it is you think that will happen when you lose weight, that's your real life goal. Okay, so for today's homework, come back and reiterate that real life goal and how you will create a game you can win. What is your minimum baseline? What's the minimum you can commit to each day or each week that you enjoy with the time, energy, and abilities that you have that's going to move you steadily closer to your goal little by little? So share that in the group. Help to inspire your community and be inspired by the others. And that's it for today. So I have time for questions. We'll stop the screen share. Hello, everyone. All right. Any questions from today's presentation? You could just unmute yourself or pop it in the chat. Rebecca. Oh, you're welcome, Rebecca. I'm glad you're finding it valuable. Does anybody want to share uh, what they're setting as their minimum baseline? I can I can share my minimum <laughs> baseline. Like, I don't exactly have it set, but I still just have such a... Um, I don't know. I, I guess, a, a not a bad attitude, but just like past thinking of just doing anything is exercising and I don't want to do it. Right. Like I'm looking outside right now and I'm like, I really should just put my shoes on and go for a walk. But I know that if I go for a walk, it makes me feel better. And I just love being outside. But my first initial thought is I don't feel like I'm exercising today. Okay. What do you think's contributing to the, I don't feel like it today? I think just for me, I'm just so tired of exercise and I'm tired of using it as a way to lose weight okay. that I just have such a bad attitude mm -hmm. towards exercise that I just don't even want to bother anymore because my belief is it doesn't work. Uh, okay. I think you're going to love tomorrow and Friday because this is yeah. the exact stuff that we're talking about. So first thing I'd coach you on is you don't have to. That's not even coaching. That's just, <laughs> just straight yeah. up. You don't have to, right? It is okay to give yourself permission to rest and to not do exercise if it feels triggering. Right. So I guess that's where, I, yeah, I want to find that balance because I really do know that once I get out there, I enjoy it, but it's like, it's surpassing that, that is just such a, and then where my mind goes to is all of the things that I don't enjoy about it, right? Like if we happen to meet somebody on the trail, my dog's going to bark and that's going to irritate me and, and it's money right now. And like, it's just. Okay. So your brain really wants to go to the negatives. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? It's, it's not motivating if it's a negative experience. Right. So you can let that go right now. You don't have to do anything that feels negative for you. Right. If, you don't, if we don't enjoy the activity, we're not going to feel motivated to do it. Right. So that's part of it. The other part is um, 
I mentioned earlier in today's presentation that movement is one way that we can care for our body, mind, and spirit. And that's, that's going to tie in really well with what we're talking about tomorrow. But movement's not the only way that we can care for ourselves. So you can ask yourself a question like, what would be the best way for me to care for myself today? And that can be really liberating when there's a lot of shoulds in your mind, like I should be exercising. And that comes from diet culture and the belief that we should be moving more in order to control our weight and be healthy. Um, so you can um, dismantle that thought system by asking what's best for me today to care for myself? What would be supportive of my health today? Okay. Yeah, I get that. Because I'm, I'm I'm very stuck on the movement versus exercise because yeah. like earlier when you were saying you know it could it could be cleaning it could be vacuuming like I spent probably an hour and a half yesterday just mindlessly wandering around the house like for a full hour and a half just putting things away tidying things up changing the litter box. Uh, reorganizing the closet reorganize like and then I but I was on my feet for an hour and a half but I just I went at my own pace really yeah and so and we're taught that that doesn't count exactly right and here's the thing so you when we talk about our real life goals we go back to yesterday you get to determine what's important to you right Right. So if it's important to you to have big muscles and be really strong, or if you're like an athlete and you're trying to train for the Olympics and win races, how you move your body is going to be entirely different than someone else. Right. So you get to decide what matters to you. And not everybody is looking to improve, increase their strength or get faster or have more endurance or whatever. Like what is the benefit to you of having a regular movement practice? I mean, for me, it's just maintaining the ability to do the things that I enjoy doing in life for as long as possible. Right. That doesn't mean I've got to like work hard every day. Putzing around the house, tidying up is movement. And for me, for my goals, that's enough because it helps to maintain the functioning of my body long-term. Yeah. I, and you know, there's days where I want to do more and I do. Yeah. But that, that's such a, it's such a basic thing, but it's really kind of, it's really making me think because I do know. So even just yesterday, that hour and a half of just, you know, walking around, doing this, doing that, I was happy. I was content. I enjoyed it. There was nothing about it that was too hard. And if I did get stuck in my own things about this is too hard, I breathed through it. I did my thing. Um, and I do know that when I do just move, even like my mental well-being is better. Like I'm just generally happier, right? As opposed to I'm sitting there on the couch and that's where I was. I was sitting on the couch thinking, I don't feel like exercising, mm -hmm. but I need a drink. So I went downstairs and it just kind of went from there and there and there. And I was thinking about this and I'm like, okay, it wasn't exercise, but I just have such a bad attitude towards it that it, like, I just have to think about movement. Yes. That change, the change of language can make a huge difference. 
exercise has a lot of connotation behind it, right? Like it is supposed to be in a gym. You're supposed to be using weights. You're supposed to get your heart rate elevated and, you know, all of the stuff that goes along with what exercise is supposed to look like. But like I said, in today's presentation, I don't believe that we need exercise necessarily, right? right? We need movement. We were created for movement and how that looks is so individualized. Um, But there's nothing that says we need to go to a gym or we need to lift weights or we need to go on a treadmill in order to be healthy. Right. Nothing. So when those shoulds come into your mind, like I should be exercising, but I don't feel like it. That's all of that old programming that's coming in and telling you like this has to be done a certain way or it's not right. Yes. Right. Yes. I like that. What was going through my head was even when I was thinking, well, if I get outside and it does start to rain, well, I can turn around. I'm like, well, what's the point if it's only six minutes? Ah, six minutes better than zero minutes. Yeah. Right. But it was that it was what you were just thinking that like all or nothing and this is the way it should be. And I'm like, well, what's, what's the point? Because I'm not, you know, exercising. Yeah. And because the, the point is burning calories, but right. if the point is to clear your mind or experience nature, or I don't know, just to breathe some fresh air. Yes. Then does it matter if it's 10 seconds or 10 minutes or an hour? Right. No. Right? No, it shouldn't. Okay. Yeah, I know. I like that thinking. Mm -hmm. I hope that helps. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure. Anything else coming up for the rest of you as we have that conversation? Yeah. Just to comment on that last, I so resonate with the last person that was just speaking. The exact same way. And just want to say, I had learned about the minimum baseline thing last year from you. And for me, I, I started to parse out because like, I felt the same way around going outside and taking a walk. And I'm like, I know I feel so good when I do that, but then I don't want to go outside and it, all that whole thing. And then uh, what I realized is I was like, okay, part of it is that I'm moving my body. It's just the fresh air. So that was like my mail was like go outside and sit on my porch. You still hear me? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I know that sounds like really low bar, but that's what I needed to like, I know that's not really movement, but it was for me, it was like a movement towards that. And sometimes I would go and sit on my porch and look, look out and be like, you know what? I am going to go for a little walk right now. You know? <laughs> like, and then other times I would just go out and sit on my porch and uh have a tea and still feel like I didn't blow it or something you know what I mean so I love that. for me uh the going out yeah so for me the going outside about the movement but it's also partly about the fresh air and just being outside and maybe I can just meet that need first and then go into the walking part if I feel like it kind of thing. um so that's kind of so I just wanted to share that part I love that you did. And I love how you, you literally created a game you could win, right? Like you're going, I know that going outside is benefits me, helps me clear my mind, but walking is loaded with triggers. So I'm going to set this up in a way that works for me and is um, supportive to my nervous system and all of the like trauma and stories and crap that I have about exercise. 
you know, experience the benefits of fresh air and start to build a sense of safety. And then, like you said, sometimes it inspired you to go for a walk and that's great. And on the days that it didn't, that's fine too. It was still a win. You still honored your need for self-care and um, did what you, you know, did something that was supportive for your overall well-being. So love it. That's a beautiful example. Thanks for sharing that. I love how you all are inspiring one another and sharing sharing these examples really helps to integrate the things that I'm teaching and make it like applicable. Like these are real life, real world examples and it's how we like make it apply to us. So I love the sharing. Is there anything else that you folks want to talk about today? All right. Well, ladies, it's been a pleasure and um, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow is all about honoring your body and um, engaging with movement as a self-care practice rather than a change your body practice. So it's going to be a great one. I look forward to seeing you then and um, carry on the conversation in the Facebook group. Bye for now. Hey, it's me back here in real time again. I really hope that you enjoyed that training and found it valuable. As always, if you're looking to go deeper in this kind of work, please feel free to follow me on all of my social channels. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Radiant Vitality Wellness. We also have a free Facebook group called the Joyful Movement Show Community, where we're always carrying on the conversation that we start here on the podcast. So that's a really great safe place to explore the thoughts that you're having as you start to dismantle diet culture and fitspo and all of the things that you've believed about exercise and health and weight and yourself up till now. And of course, if you're ready to take the next step and you're curious about how to work with me, you can find all of that information over on my website, www.radiantvitality.ca slash programs is where you'll see everything that I have to offer. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I appreciate you so much. I'll see you back here next Monday with more non-diet motivation. We're actually kicking off a series through the month of March all about the myths around weight. It's going to be really juicy. So we'll see you back here then. In the meantime, be well, and here's to your radiant vitality. Thanks for tuning into the Power in Motion podcast today. If you love what you're learning here, then I invite you to take the next step of embodying these concepts into your own life so that you can live your healthiest, happiest life and never again feel held back by your body. Coaching is the fastest, most efficient pathway to taking what you know in your head to actually applying it and seeing results. Whether you're looking to make changes around movement, food, body image, or all three, I'm here to help you nurture a kind, respectful, and trusting relationship with your body so you can feel your very best. Click the link in the show notes to book a free consultation, and together we'll uncover what's getting in the way of you having the results you want. You'll leave this call knowing exactly what you need to work on, and together we'll explore whether one of my coaching offers is a good fit for you. I can't wait to meet you.